Um, today, uh, I thought I'd talk about trust. Um, I, I know some of you guys might be like, oh, trust. I, I, I know what trust is. I know all about it. But I thought I'd just do a little gracified version uh, of it for you guys. So everyone say, but I trust. And that's the title of my message this morning, but I trust regardless of what things may look like, we can trust in God. And uh, I don't know if you've ever played the trust game. Has anyone ever played the trust game? It's the game where you kind of, if we were playing it right now, uh, you'd stand up here and I'd fall back and like one person or a group of people would catch me. And uh, I've played this game a few times. I actually remember uh, we played it uh, with my leaders a few years ago when we were like training our leaders. We're like, yeah, you guys can trust in each other. And poor Josiah, one of our leaders, we had him, if you go in our kids' church space, there's a stairs that you walk down, but we had him sitting about two meters high, sorry, standing on the railing. And like about 10 boy leaders, you'd think 10 would be able to catch him. And they're just, you know, standing there. And he, we were like, all right, Josiah. And they're like, all talking like, who's going to do it? And Josiah starts to lean back. And they're all like, oh, and he just hits the ground. And we're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can trust these leaders with children. <laughs> but, but we move past that. But I, I remember playing the game Trust. And if you've played it, there's a few rules to the game, okay? First of all, when you play the game Trust, you can't, like, put your hands back like this to like check if if their hands are out because that's that's not trusting them you, you can't turn around constantly and be like all right oh, all right all right I'm going because that's that's not trusting them you can't put all of the weight on your two feet and just kind of bend back and be like yeah I'm doing it I'm doing it but you're not because that's not trusting, that's depending on yourself. You see, the definition of trust is the reliance on the integrity, the strength, and the ability of someone or something else. And you see, when I played this game when I was younger, I think maybe I, I trusted a little bit too much because uh, I played with these other three girls. And we were at the beach in India. I was probably like a yay small and I, I just knew, you know, I'm like, these, these girls, we go way back. You know, one's Gia, she's my sister. She ain't going to drop me. And so I was standing there, and I was like, okay, guys, I'm ready. I didn't sound like that, but let's just pretend I did because I was little. And then I started to fall back, and it felt like I was falling forever. And you see, the catchers in the game, they can leave you to fall as low down as they want, but they have to catch you. thing is, it was three girls that like to talk. So while these three girls are talking, I'm like, I'm ready. Nobody hears me. And I just start to fall. And I keep falling. I'm like, oh, this is scary. They're leaving it for last minute. And I just hit my head in the ground. And my head just went numb. And I was like, oh. And they're busy having a conversation. There I am falling in between them. Like, oh, my goodness. The thing is, I, I put my trust in people that when I started to fall, they couldn't actually catch me because they weren't ready for it. And the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Let's just pray this morning. So God, we thank you that we are here this morning. We thank you that we can hear from your word. God, I pray that every person here is encouraged and also challenged, God. But we pray, Holy Spirit, that these will be your words and not mine, God. And we pray that people would leave uh, grabbing a hold of what trust is. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Now, I know you may have heard the scripture. Who's heard the scripture before? Come on. Come on. If you're not putting your hand up, you're not doing true because everybody's heard the scripture. But the thing is, you may have heard it a million times. You may have read it a million times. But sometimes it takes us actually stopping and studying the word to actually understand what it's saying. 
And so this is going back to the Bible basics breakdown, okay? And we're going to break down the Scripture. Is that cool with you guys? Awesome. All right. Trust, as we've said, trust is the reliance on the integrity, the strength, ability of someone or something else. So this part right here is saying that we need to rely on the strength and ability of what? It says trust in the Lord. Now, there's this really, really good book I've read, and you may have heard of it. It's called The Bible. And when I read this book, The Bible, it talks about this Lord. It says that He's a King of Kings. He's a Lord of Lords. It also goes on to say that He is our Father. It says that He created the heavens and the earth. He says that it, it, it says that He knows you better than you know yourself, that He knows every single piece of hair on your head. For some of you, that's more. For some of you, that's about three. But that's okay. It says that He knows the words that come out your mouth before you say them and the things that you think before you think them. I don't know about you, but that's a pretty good resume for somebody that we can put our trust in. So it's saying rely on His strength, the one who created you, the Lord. And then it says with all your heart. In primary school, I learned that heart's really important. It's an organ in your body. Pumps blood, it stops, <laughs> you die. Okay, so the heart gives you life. So it's saying, trust in, rely on God's strength and his abilities. The one who created you knows you better than you know yourself with your life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Then it goes on to say, and lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes I think in order for us to trust in God, we got to put our own way of doing life aside. Because in order for us to trust in God, we've got to stop trusting in ourselves. It's got to be God's way and not our way. In Romans 1 verse 5, it says, We receive the gift of life and the task of passing on the good news by entering into obedient trust. By entering into obedient trust. Now, what that's saying is that book, the Bible, we all know it. It actually gives us instructions into every single area of our life. But to trust God, we actually have to obey what it says. We actually have to do what it says. I think as humans, sometimes we can try to calculate life. Like, oh, if I make this decision, it's, it's going to make me really happy. I know this is a good decision for me. Or if I go in this area of my job, if I just get up there, I know that this is going to be better for me. If I hang out with these people, I, 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 I'm pretty sure this is going to be great for me. And as humans, we try to calculate the best way that we think we should be doing life instead of trusting in the one who gave us life in the first place. And I've discovered that trusting in God, it's not something you say. You ever hear people say they trust in God, but you know they don't trust in God. It's like sometimes, I don't know about you, but I feel as people, we say a lot of things like I go to the gym. I've had a gym membership before, so all of a sudden I go to the gym. But everybody know that just because you say you go to the gym, it don't mean you go to the gym. People know that you go to the gym, not because you say you go to the gym, they know it because they see you going to the gym, because they see you making changes in your life, because they see you physically changing. People know you go to the gym, not because you say it, but because you do it. And it's the same with trusting God. It's not something you say. It's something that you do. God, you know, I, I, I trust you with my relationships and stuff, God, but <laughs> I really need this right now. I know, I know you got someone for me, God, but I need this. So I'm going to do this my way, but I do trust you, God. 
Oh, God, I, I trust you with my finances, God, but I, I can't tithe this week. Sorry, God. Can't tithe. I trust you, but I can't tithe because I got things I got to pay for, God. Sorry, but I trust you. Oh, God, I trust you. I, I trust you with my kids, God. But, but you know, God, there's this new way of raising them. I think it's the best way for them. And I know what your word says, but God, I, I trust you, but I, I got to do it this way. But that's not trusting in God. It's not something that we say. Trusting in God, that is something that we do. Obedient trust doesn't mean that we understand it. Because sometimes I think we like to understand things. Sometimes I think that God's way is difficult just because we don't always understand it. We don't always see the outcome. I think we'd love a God outcome to everything, but we don't always see the way He works. And so because we don't see it, we don't understand. We don't want to trust. But God say, man, trust in me. And obedient trust is even when you don't see it, even if you don't understand it, regardless of what your circumstances look like, trust in him anyways. God, we don't have enough finances for this week, but I'm going to tithe anyways because I trust you will provide. God, I... I, I'm going to come out of these friendships right now. I, I feel like I really need them because, you know, what, what am I going to do? I know they're not good for me, but you know what, God? I trust you enough that you're going to put people around me that love me. Trust. God, I, I, I really need to, I really want to get up in my job. I want that promotion, and I'm not getting it right now, but I'm going to keep working hard. And I'm not going to try to do it my way because, God, I I trust in you. Trusting, it's not something we say. It's something we do. And God goes on to say, and in all your ways, everybody say all. In all your ways, submit to him. In another version, it says acknowledge him. I I want today to just pretend that I'm God. Now, don't yell blasphemy or anything. It's just an illustration for my sermon. I don't actually think I'm God. But that scripture says in all your ways. All means all. Everything means everything. And so right now, just pretend I'm God. And God is really into biking. Not not motorbiking, but like bicycling. I was trying to not make that sound less cool than motorbiking. Uh, And who does biking here? Bicycling? Great. Good on you, fit, healthy people. Um, Helen Helen has a biking connect group. Um, If you like to bike, join that group. I know my friends were in it. They were taking videos. It looked really fun. So God's so into biking that he came to church. He joined that connect group. He's like, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to join Helen's. I can't wait till we go on our first ride. I'm going to order a new bike. So he goes on a website. It's called buildyourbike.com. Don't look for it. It's probably not real. But he starts to build this bike. And he's like, wow, wow, look at this bike. And it's got a really nice body on it. It's got really thick tires so that it can take any terrain. doesn't matter how smooth or how rough it is. And it's got gears. It's got so many gears. This is the gear bike. It's a bike of the gear. It's a pun, bike of the year. Thank you. And he's like, man, it doesn't matter if it's a hill or it's a valley. I, I can change the gears. When I'm riding this bike, I can take it to places this bike cannot go by itself. I'm going to take it on adventures. I'm going to take it on a journey. Man, I'm so excited to ride this bike. And so God gets the bike express delivery to his door. Excuse me, I'm preaching. Now this just kept, yep, it's me, just for today. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yes. Yes. Unnecessary. All right. Yes. Yes. Look, very familiar. No? All right. <laughs> Great. Thank you, mailman. And God, you can clap for the mailman. What a great mailman. Mailwoman. Sorry. And God gets his bike. He's real excited to ride his new bike. Man, I can't wait to show this off at Helen's Connect group. I'm going to smother them in my dust. He starts pulling out the pieces of his bike that he's ordered so he can start to put it together. And he pulls out his mean-ass handlebars. BMX styles. Yeah, cranking. Yeah. And then he pulls out a oh, very essential part, the bike chain. You all know you need that. It's like it's freshly painted. Great. All over my hands. It's good. And then he pulls out the tire. Oh, those tires. The tires that can take any terrain. Look at that bounce. Dang. <clears throat> then he pulls out the... There's nothing else in there. And God's like, what the heck? I designed this bike. I got it ordered to my house so I can take it on adventures and take it to places that it can't take itself because I know this bike better than it knows itself because I made it. I created it. <laughs> but I only got three parts of the bike. I can't do anything with three parts of the bike. I can't take it where I want. I mean, I could probably roll the tire away, but I, I can't take it on the journey I want to. It's not going to serve its purpose it was supposed to. It's just pieces. See, it says, in all your ways, submit to him. God's not a pick and choose cheese platter. Where we say, hey, God, just pick, pick three. Three things in my life you, you want to take control of. But, but you can't have all God. Just pick a few. Okay? You, you have control of those. I'll have control of these. God, God I, I will trust you with my finances, but not my family. God, I, I will trust you with my future, but not my job, God. That's my thing. Oh, God, I'll trust you with my relationships, but not my friendships. It doesn't work like that with God. God's like, man, I, I can't work with just parts. I need the whole thing. I need the whole thing because I know it better than it knows itself. And I can take it to places it can't go by itself. God's not saying it's so that he can control and manipulate us. It's because he can take us to places we just can't go alone. He can take us through terrain that we cannot go by ourselves. doesn't matter how high. Or how rough things may look. When God is pedaling that bike, it's going to keep on going. In all your ways, submit to him. Then it says, and he will make your paths straight. In another vision, it says, and he will show you which path to take. I reckon that's pretty cool. You know, we give everything over to God. We start relying on his strength and abilities. And then he starts to show us which path to take in life. That's pretty cool. Isn't it cool to have like sense and direction? Like it's so clear. Like God's like, go through that door, turn left. I don't know if it'll be like that, to be honest. It's probably a bit of an exaggeration. But God's like, man, give it all to me and I'll start to direct you in which way you need to go. And I think sometimes we're like, God, come on. What is life? Where am I going? I don't understand. And God's like, oh, man, I can show you. I just need all the parts first. It gets blurry. 
because we haven't given it to God. But when we give it to him, it says he will make our part straight. He will show us which part to take. And I don't know about you, but a lot of people want to know what direction they need to be heading. What, what purpose is their life for? What's going to fulfill them? Because when we find out our purpose, we start to get fulfilled. We start to understand things. And, and people in this world want that. People want to feel fulfilled. They want to feel like there's a purpose to their life. They're not just here for no reason. You see, the definition of trust is the reliance on the integrity of the strength, ability of a person or thing. I think sometimes we try to fill the space in our hearts that was meant to be filled by our Creator with things. Me and Carl, my very handsome husband sitting in the front row, He's cute, so we got married. No, that's not the only reason why. There was lots of reasons. But uh, after church last Sunday, <laughs> we, uh, we went home and we watched a documentary. Now, I'm not huge on documentaries, but this one I really wanted to watch. And if you have Netflix, then I recommend you watch it. I don't agree with everything it says. I'll just put that out there. But it's called Minimalism. Has anyone seen that? Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, because we were together. Uh, so it's called Minimalism. And it talks about people in this world today. And it's about these two guys' journey, uh, about how these two guys, really, they go from having it all, being like the top business guys uh, in their area, to feeling so empty and unfulfilled. And like, man, I thought they would make me happy if I just got, you know, a little bit higher in my job. And they end up going on this journey of getting rid of all these things in their life that they don't actually need because it's not actually making them happy. And what they've discovered is we live in a world obsessed with consumerism. Like, oh man, if I can just get this new, these new outfits, like if I, I just need to go shopping, if I get these outfits, I will be so happy. I don't know if you're, I was going to say, I don't know if you've ever been a kid, but uh, you guys all have been kids. But you know when you were a kid and you wanted a toy, and you wanted it so bad that you thought to yourself, if I could just get that toy, my whole life would be solved. Everything would be better. All I need is that one toy. Has anyone ever had that? I've had that before. Oh, there's a kid in the back. He's like, I've had that. <laughs> I'm still having it. But the thing is, that's the world we live in right now. They're like, oh, if I can just have the latest shoes, the latest sports car. If I can just get a raise in my job. If I can just have that girl. If I can just have those friends, oh my gosh, I'll be so much happier because I'll get a sense of fulfillment, identity, a bit more direction of where I need to go in life. And we start to put our trust in things. We start to rely on things and the ability of things to satisfy us and to make us happier. We're settling on temporary satisfactions. And they discovered that people didn't even want the things. It's not the things that people were after. It wasn't the latest iPhone. It was the feeling that the things brought them that the people were after. People didn't buy things because they wanted the things. They wanted the feeling those things got them. The sense of fulfillment and direction the things got them. That's what people were really chasing after. That's why when one thing wears off, they need something else to give them that sense of direction. It becomes a world where we rely on things to make us happy, where we trust things to fulfill something that they cannot. And Jim Carrey says this, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything that they've ever dreamed of so that they can know 
that is not the answer. And I know some people might go, oh, Jim Carrey, yeah, but he's rich, so he's experienced, so he, he doesn't really know. But I think it takes someone to actually have gone there to say, you know what? That's not the answer. I've done everything I wanted to, and I still feel empty. Romans 1, 21 to 25 says this. I'm reading Romans at the moment. That's why my scriptures are all from there. But it's a bit intense, but I'm not like going to dull down the Word of God because it's the Word of God. It says what it says. But listen, because I think it kind of describes this scripture really well. It says this, people knew God perfectly well. But when they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him, they trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand. So God said, in effect, if that's what you want, that's what you'll get. And it wasn't long before they were living in a pig pen, smeared with filth, filthy inside and out. And all this because they traded the true God for a fake God and worshiped the God they made instead of the God who made them. That's pretty crazy that we can sometimes do that. We can start to worship. We can start to put our trust and our lives in the hands of things rather than the hands of the one who holds our lives. Now, I'm not saying that having nice stuff is wrong. Please don't be like, all right. Let's get rid of the car. Let's get rid of You know, I'm not saying that. I think it's fine. But I think it's the moment we start to rely on them to fulfill us that we go wrong. See, the thing with fashion and iPhones is that fashion changes. Styles change. People change. The latest iPhones, only the latest iPhone. Till the next iPhone comes out, then it's the old one. Nobody wants the old one. Your job may change, your dreams may change, and we need to stop putting our trust in the hands of things that are ever-changing. Because there's an enemy out there, his name is the devil, and he's like, "Mm, maybe if I can get them to put their trust in things rather than God and convince them that God cannot fulfill them. Oh, don't put your trust in God. God's not going to make you happy the way that that can make you happy. Oh, no, don't put your trust in God. He won't give you any identity, not the way that if you hang out with those people, they can, they can raise your stature. Don't trust in God. He starts to put all these distractions in our lives. So we start to look to these distractions to fulfill the place that God was meant to fill in the first place. But this is what I learned, is that even though all those things change, my Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. That means he's never changing. That means if God said to you last year, man, I love you. I tell you what, he loves you just the same this year. If God said to you last week, man, I am so for you. I tell you what, God is for you today. And if God said to you yesterday, man, I forgive you. That same God forgives you today. See, we can trust in the one who created us because unlike the latest trend, unlike our circumstances, Unlike the people around us, unlike the latest iPhone, God never goes out of fashion. He never becomes outdated. He's never irrelevant. He's always there. He always will be. And for that reason, we can trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge Him and He will make our paths straight. Just in closing, I want to share uh, another scripture I was reading this week. And I love when I, I really had to trust God, to be honest, for the sermon, because I haven't spoke since last year. And, and I normally speak once a year at church. And normally I've like spoken quite a bit at youth. So I'm like, yeah, I'm all good. I'm not as crazy. I kind of know what I'm doing. But I really had to trust God because 
you know, even though I was in my word, I wasn't preparing messages all the time. Like I don't do that 24-7. But I started reading the scripture and I thought it was really cool and it was Jesus. And he said this, he said, the person who trusts in me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things. And I think that's pretty cool. That God says, man, I'm sending my son down. He's going to do some great things. But man, when you trust in me, you're going to do even greater things in your families, in your jobs, wherever you're at. But it takes you saying, not saying, it takes you trusting in God. It's not a saying, it's a doing. And maybe you're here this morning and you're like, whoa, man, I used to trust in God. I had everything, I put everything in God's hands. And then things started to change. So I started taking things back into control. And I, and. Maybe you're here t- this morning and you're like, man, I want to put things back into God's hands. I, I want to start doing the journey with God. I want God to take me places where I cannot go by myself. Or maybe you're here this morning and you've never put your trust in God. You've never put your life in His hands, but you want to start doing life with Him. Well, then I want to offer you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. And know that Jesus, if you make this decision, He forgives you of everything He loves you right from the beginning and his opinion of you, it never changes. There is so much purpose that he has for you and he wants to do life with you. So can you bow your head and close your eyes if you're here?